Welcome to the Stronger Marriage Podcast, where we're going to spend today talking about love languages, something that is very important in marriage. We're glad you're here. Yeah, uh, good topic. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Um, we had grandkids in. Uh, we are old enough to have grandkids, <laughs> and we got to have them this weekend, and it was fun. Fun weekend. It yeah. really, really was. Just got to spend so much time with them and watch their little personalities develop. It's fun. They are 20 months. Is that right? Uh, 22 22 months and how old? And almost four. We have a granddaughter and a grandson. So it's been fun. We're headed to Border, Texas this weekend. That is in the panhandle of Texas. We have about uh, 51 couples signed up. It's going to be a good crowd. We have uh, people driving in from out of state. One couple uh, coming from California. And let me just say, uh, y'all are our heroes. We appreciate y'all coming from California. That's pretty awesome. It is, to a little small town burger, So, <laughs> Yep, that's exactly right. We have uh, some big announcements coming up, but we're going to hold off on those for a few weeks of some, some things we're going to be doing next year. Two really, really big things that I'm excited about. And Lee's looking at me right now going, okay, I can think of one, but mm-hmm. no, we're doing, we're looking at one in January and one in possibly October of 2023. So ah. yeah, now there's the bulb that's come on. So uh, we'll fill you in on more details on those, uh, but we're excited about those. But let's, let's spend some time talking about love languages. Now that language word in there, uh, I don't speak uh, Spanish, not very well. I do. I know a few words. Uh, <laughs> Lee knows a few more than I do. Uh, but when we're talking love languages, it's as if each person speaks their own love language. And it's important that you know what that language is so you can speak to them in love. Um, our love languages are different. Uh, we'll talk about that as we get there in a minute. But uh, if I speak to you in my love language, you think, hey, that's pretty awesome, but I really wish you'd talk to me in a, in a way that I understand love. Yes. And vice versa. Yes, vice because versa. because saying you love someone is good. We all want to be told, I love you. We all need to hear those words, I love you. But showing them that you love them is even better. Yeah. And this is a concept, uh, love languages, that once you get and connect in your marriage, it makes a world of difference. And you can, can I just throw this out here? You can get online and type in five love languages on whatever browser you use and take the free love language test, you and your spouse. It'll take about five to 10 minutes. Um, it is a multiple choice thing and it will kind of tell you what is the most important of these five to you and the most important of these five to your spouse. Yes. And And so you need to do that. Yes, absolutely. That is essential, essential, essential. Everybody should know. Uh, I mean, you probably know what you prefer, but if you don't know your spouses, you, you really, really, really have to know that. And, and usually everybody has a, a secondary one that's that's pretty high on the list as well. I think we so, like all of them. All five are uh, important. Absolutely. I mean, at, at some time or another in our lives, we, we need all five um, and sprinkled throughout the week or whatever. But like you said, there is a primary one that's that's probably good to have on a daily basis. Definitely on yes. a daily basis. So let's talk about them. Let's start with words of affirmation. Uh, what is another way to say this, which would be... I would say praise. Praise. Uh-huh. Yeah. Ad, yeah. Um, admiration, and, praise. Yeah. And mm-hmm. if your spouse's love language is admiration 
uh, or affirmation or praise, then you just need to heap it on thick about everything. Things that you think they should already know, you need to tell them that they're awesome at that because that's how they feel loved is when you brag on them, when you give them words of affirmation, whether it is uh, cleaning the house, taking out the trash, uh, telling them the yards look great after they've come in from mowing, mm-hmm. uh, telling your spouse supper was fantastic. Uh, they hear all those things. Um, these are all things we like to hear. Um, you know, you look beautiful today. Wow, you look really nice today. Uh, as parents, we like to hear you're a great mom, you're a great dad. But if your spouse's love language is this, you need to be saying these a lot. Yes. Every day yes. on a regular basis. Yes. I had a friend named Mike and he did some work on a house, his house, and looks incredible. And I remember in frustration him telling me that he had when I told him I said, "Man, the house looks amazing." He had given me a tour and he said uh he said and I told him I said this is just amazing and I said, "How does your wife like it?" And he said, "She likes it." But she never tells me, uh, gives me a single word of appreciation uh, for anything that I've done. And she, he said, that's a, just a little frustrating to me. And I remember thinking, Mike obviously is a uh, words of affirmation person. And what his wife needed to be doing was pretty much anything he did needed to be going, that looks awesome. Mm-hmm. That looks great. Because words of affirmation people are fed and built up and recharged by hearing that. And if you want your if you want your words of affirmation spouse to keep doing those things, man, just keep feeding them that stuff. Yes, that's true. And you can't overdo it. I mean, it, it this is one of those things that's not a natural. It doesn't come easy to me. So I have to work on it pretty hard because it's actually at the top of your list. It's one of probably two that are yeah. that are way up there for you. And um, you know, sometimes I feel like ugh, you know, I, I say, I, I, I just said that, you know, yesterday, but you can't, you can't overdo it when it comes to this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just to keep it on thick. My friend Paul, uh, I've caught one time, we tell this at our workshop, I'm not going to tell the story, but my friend Paul and I were building fence and his wife kept coming out to look in the backyard at the fence we were working on and she was excited about it. And she'd come out for us to fix a couple of things. And these are our friends. And I told her, I said, I will fix anything you want. You come out here and you tell me anything you want. But I said, you also need to be giving me some praise because that's my love language. And I'll work all day long as long as you're praising me. And she really wanted me there working because she wanted that fence done. So she started coming out giving me praise about, boy, the fence looks great. Y'all are amazing. Y'all ought to do this full-time as a real job. (laughs) And her husband, who had not been paying attention to our conversation and knew what she was doing, trying to feed me praise so I'd stay there, was listening to her words. And he was eating it up. He was talking about, wow, that is a great-looking fence. And, you know, maybe we should do this full-time. And I was like, no, we're not going to do this full-time. And and I just remember realizing this was obviously uh, words of praise was really pretty important to him. And, and he was just gung-ho about working on this fence mm-hmm. because he was getting those words of affirmation. Yes. And, and everybody likes to feel appreciated and to be appreciated and to t- be told things like that. Everybody does. Uh, but if it's your love language, I mean, you just, it, it's a, yeah, it's, it's a daily, several times a day necessity. Yeah. Tell your spouse you're proud of them. Uh, send them a text. 
uh, write them a card, leave them a note, whatever it is, uh, but be genuine, and that makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. And and be careful right. about non-constructive. Yes, I was about criticism. to say. You so what? So what do you need to avoid? There are things you need to avoid with every love language, and criticism is one of those things. Uh, people that. You know, words of affirmation is their love language. They take criticism probably harder than everybody else does. So, you know, there's times when you have to say something like, you know. Pick up your clothes. The, out the, the towel has yeah. been in the floor for a week. Could you please pick it up or whatever, whatever it is. Um, but that and also not recognizing things that they do. Like you said, your friend Mike, who'd worked so hard around the house, he just wanted to be recognized and appreciated. Yeah. So uh, not recognizing, not appreciating uh, too much criticism. Those are definitely things to avoid. Yep. So let's move on to the next one, which is quality time, which is a really big one for a lot of people. Quality time. And if your spouse's love language is quality time, giving him or her your undivided attention is the best way to show them that you love them. Yeah. It doesn't mean being in the same room with them. Yes. Uh, but they want your attention. Undivided. That's the key word there because a lot of of men or even women feel like, you know, I can I can multitask, I can watch this show. I can have whatever I have in my lap that I'm working on, and I can also talk to my spouse at the same time. But, uh, you know, while that might be an admirable trait, um, you're really not speaking the love language of quality time when you're trying to multitask, when your spouse wants your undivided attention. They come in the room and talk to you, pause the television, Lay down the phone, look into your mouth, your spouse's eyes, and and listen and interact. Mm-hmm. You know, nod your head. Yes, I'm hearing what you're saying. Um, to your spouse, 20 minutes of your undivided attention, listening and conversation is man. That just fills their love tank full. Yeah, that is so yeah. so healthy. It really does. And um, and you can do things together. You're one of the things that that people who have this as their love language. They may want to tell you about what they got going on at work. Mm-hmm. Uh, they may want you to participate in, hey, I love going for a walk. Would you come for a walk with me? Um, just something that just says, we're going to do something together. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of husbands will go, I love it when my wife sits down and, and she'll watch my favorite football team with me, even though she's not a big sports fan, right. uh, because they're doing something together that the spouse likes to do. And so find that quality time that you can do together uh, that is a healthy thing to do yeah so so how to communicate when the love language is quality time is to really focus on uninterrupted conversations Uh, they need to be uninterrupted and focused uh, because that one-on-one time is critical and so uh, the actions to take there are to create special moments together take walks, do small things with your spouse. Uh, Weekend getaways are huge, huge if your spouse's love language is quality time. Uh, Or or date nights or just anything where you're going to go have some fun. Where you are, yes, going somewhere together without distractions. Um, Things that you should avoid are distractions when spending time together. And Uh, phones are huge. Phones are the biggest distraction we have in our world's these days and so a notification goes off and you just think I need to just look here's the deal when you go out to dinner if you just leave the phone in your purse or in your pocket do not do not set it on the table do not get it out and set it on the table just leave it put away Um, have it where you can hear it if you've left kids with a babysitter but that's honestly that's the only reason you should be 
even concerned about your phone when you're out on a date with your spouse is if the kids need you and it's an emergency. Um, everything else can wait 30 minutes while you're eating dinner, sure. honestly. So leave the phone put away. That's a big no-no. Um, long stints without focused one-on-one -on -one time, that's something else you need to avoid. You need to really be trying to have, like we talk about daily conversation time where you can check in with one another. That should be a big thing um, yeah. if that's your spouse's love language. Yeah. So let's talk number three, receiving gifts. And this one is kind of catches people off guard because they're like, that's a love language. Um, and it's, it's not just about receiving gifts. It's about knowing what your spouse likes. Mm -hmm. And if your spouse has this up toward, toward the top of their list, you may be going, wow, does that mean I have to like budget more money? It's not about, it's not about <laughs> it's, how much money you spend. It's knowing what gifts. they like. Yes. And, and I have learned that this is, this is kind of up toward the top of your list, this little receiving gifts. And sometimes that can be as simple as a, a candy bar from the store mm -hmm. and knowing what you like, the kind of candy you like, or a cookie to purchase and knowing the kind of cookie that yes. you would pick. Just little surprises, but that's the key is knowing knowing what your spouse likes um for sure also holiday you know special occasions holidays you better be getting something yeah they they <laughs> if, if your spouse's love language is receiving is gifts, gifts and they go and eh, don't give me anything you get you them still something. get it you yeah. uh, birthdays mother's day anniversary christmas whatever it is you you something you better be getting even if it's you know a homemade card and a uh single you know long stem rose or something you, know, you better be something, getting something. in there yeah. yeah we have some friends we talk about them in our 10 ways to a stronger marriage book named nate and Kristen. Kristen's love language is receiving gifts and nate has had to learn how to do this um and and for an example one of the things nate learned is again it's not about the expense he could go to sonic where they have half price drinks from two to four in the afternoon and buy his wife Kristen the exact drink she likes, and I can't remember what it was, but he can tell you because he knows, he needs to know what this is, like a Dr. Pepper extra ice with cream and vanilla, whatever it was, and then show up at her work where she teaches school for no reason at all to go, hey, I was just thinking about you and I brought you your favorite drink from Sonic. And talk about feeling that girl's yes. love bank yes. with you have just spoke her love language and you've spent less than two bucks. Yes, you absolutely. Know. Little and, things, little things mean a lot, honestly. You've, you've heard that saying, little things mean a lot, but little things really do mean a lot to a person whose primary love language is receiving gifts. So how, how do you communicate this is through thoughtfulness making your spouse a priority and to speak purposefully yeah that is good, that um, is good. what else actions to take we've talked about that give uh give gestures and gifts thoughtfully um with and without special occasions yeah, don't wait for anniversaries mm -hmm. birthdays and and valentine's day yes. you celebrate them all the time oh and another thing you need to do if your spouse's love language is is gifts then they are a they are a gift giver. They love to give gifts. And they're usually very well thought out gifts. And so when they give you a gift, you need to just like go over the top with your thank you, thank you, thank you. I love it. I mm, love it. That's good. Do not act like, you know, unexcited or whatever. You better be showing some emotion when they give you a gift. That's a good, good <laughs> yes. point. So um, things you need to avoid with this one is forgetting special occasions. You will find yourself uh, 
possibly in the doghouse if That's you right. forget special That's locations. Right. All right. Acts of service. Acts of service. This is going to be Lee's uh, love language. She loves acts of service. She's an acts of service girl. She not only feels loved when people do things to serve her, uh, but she does a great job at showing love through the same way because that's how she speaks love. And, and if your spouse is an acts of service person, you can do a chore for them, uh, do something that they do on a regular basis instead of having them do it, whatever it is, and this will make them feel loved. Yes, it will. Um, but that's true. I mean, cooking for my family when the kids all come home or whatever, that's... That's one of the ways I feel like I'm showing my love is through, you know, cooking. That's it. And so... I came home one time. I don't remember where I was. I was gone all day. I come home and my wife said, I got a surprise for you. And I remember thinking, all right, what do we got here? <laughs> I, did. I had no clue. She took me into my closet <laughs> where she had rearranged all my clothes to, to... I didn't even know clothes could be arranged like that. You know, uh, organizing, which is something you're very, very good at. But you'd spent so much time putting all my... <laughs> You know, my, my T-shirts, my T-shirts with pockets, my long sleeve shirts, my long sleeve shirts I roll up. Just all the way down, the closet was amazing. And it was just your way of going, I love you. Yeah. And and I'm just amazed by that. But you're the one that feels loved when we do things uh, to show you. For example, um, I try really hard to keep your car filled up with gas where you don't have to fill it up. Yes, and I um, love that. And I, I try to watch. Sometimes I ask you, do you know what gas you have in your car? And 90% of the time you go, I have no, no clue. clue. <laughs> Unless it's beeped at you or something. And you yes. go, my gas is... A, and, but that's one of the ways that I'm going to show you that I love yes. you. That's really, really important. Um, I was reading about a guy on uh, the internet who... Uh, um, her, his wife said, I just don't understand my husband. Every day he tells me he loves me, but he never does anything to help me. Obviously, her love language was acts of service. Mm -hmm. And he thought, I, I'm telling her I love her, so what more does she want? And she was saying, well, he just sits on the couch and watches TV while I wash dishes. Uh, and the thought never crosses his mind to, to, to help me do something. She said, I am sick of hearing I love you. If he would, If he really loved me, he would get up and do something to help me. Now, Common, common uh, sense says, yeah, you sh if your spouse is up working, you need to get up and help her anyway. But this was a wife who was saying, I just need uh, someone to serve me. I want to feel loved by, by action, not just by words. Mm -hmm. Her primary love language was acts of service. And he was trying to give her praise. Uh, hey, good job on them dishes, honey. And right. she was like, that's not what I want. Right. And tell her, you know, he thought, you know, I'm telling her I love her. Yeah, and I really do love her, but she she needed that. Yeah, the actions speak louder than words. Here, the uh, good she thing was, to see it. good thing was he picked up the book Five Love Languages, yes. which is a book, and read it and understood. He got the picture. The light bulb came on and started speaking his life's wife's love language much better and uh, filling up her love bank, if you want to call it that. We often use that phrase, and so that's that's good. Um, in fact. She even made the comment later, a few weeks later, he was getting so good at this that he was cooking supper, and um, which was unlike him. Now, I'm doing this tonight. I'm cooking supper, <laughs> and uh, 
she said, uh, somebody said something about well, what was he cooking? Did it smell good? And, and she said, he has so been speaking my love language that I told him, I said, it smells like you're getting lucky tonight, mm. which was speaking his love language <laughs> at the time. So, uh, yes. yeah, it, it's one of those things. And, uh, you know, I, I try, you make the bed, but I try to get in there and make the bed on occasion. Whatever it is, it's important for us to speak uh, if your spouse's acts of service to serve them in some way, yes. to communicate, I want to help you. Yeah. So how do you communicate with this love language? You use phrases like I will and I'll help because they want to know that you're with them, partnering with them. I, one of the, my favorite things that you uh, say to me is give me a job. Yeah. When you just come in and say, you know, give me a job. Uh, because I've always got something for you. That's it. And I'll take it because I don't always know what you need. That's right. You know, you always have things on your list. It's like, wow, I didn't even know the house needed yes. that or whatever it is. Yes. And so that's a good thing. And if your spouse asks you that, uh, ladies, if your husband asks you that, don't get mad at him and go, well, there's dishes in the sink. Did you not recognize that? He may not have. Just right. give him a job and tell him well done. Yeah. Uh, do chores together. You know, I mean, we we always had a day where we just said okay let's this is house cleaning day let's just divvy it up and let's just get it done uh, we do that when companies coming over you know we make sure we're both in there you know getting things ready um, but the big thing is to just help alleviate their daily workload uh, whatever there there's something on their list that you can do for them and that's going to make them feel loved uh, things you need to avoid are making the requests of others a higher priority than your spouse? Um, you know, if you're if you're going and helping somebody else do something and you're not yeah helping if you your told spouse, your spouse yeah. I'll help you do this tonight and somebody calls and you go no nah, I'm gonna go help them yes. instead. Uh, another thing to avoid is is to not follow through on tasks uh, whether they're big or small. I mean, like if you've got a repair that that's been needing to be done around the house and you just don't ever quite seem to get around to it. Um, that's probably a no-no. So things like that. Yeah. So let's talk about the last one, and that's physical touch. Physical touch. Yeah. And we hear this a lot. I get messages from wives, from husbands going, you know, my, my spouse never holds my hand. They never want to cuddle on the couch. They they don't want any kind of physical um, touch, and I just don't feel loved. And, and, and I don't think their spouse realizes they're communicating to their spouse I don't love you because I don't. I'm not touching you, and that's probably not their love language. Yeah. Um, but we, boy, we get lots of messages going. Why does my spouse never want to touch me? Yeah. It, or, it, or only time they touch me is when we have sex. Right. And that's. I mean, that's part of it. But, I mean, there is just there's huge emotional power in physical touch. You know, that's why we pick up babies and touch them. Uh, long before an infant can understand the meaning of the word love, he or she feels loved by physical touch. They, they, I mean, they, it's just essential that they have touch so that they can be nurtured and develop correctly. Um, there's been lots of really cool studies done on that. So yeah. touch is very powerful. And if it's your spouse's love language, it's, yeah, it's just really important in their world. And so it might be... <laughs> towards the bottom of the list for you, but it's that's something that you're just gonna have to like train your brain um, that that's important to them. Whenever I'm near them, I need to just be touching them. Like if you're sitting next to each other, put your hand on their leg. If you walk through the room, pat them on the back, uh, swat them on the rear end, whatever, yeah. whatever it is. Um, but yeah, go out of your way to make sure you're touching them several times a day. Yeah, they, they need that, and that's that's normal. Um, I'm amazed at how many times the Bible talks about Jesus 
specifically touching someone um, before he healed them yeah. or touching and how much touch was a part of Jesus's ministry that he deal, dealt with. And there's so much healing and in, in touch and comfort in touch. And, yeah. and I was telling Lee uh, a while back, I had to have some surgery. If you follow our podcast, uh, I'd had some a melanoma removed. And uh, I, I noticed that my doctor came in who was going to do the surgery and she would put her hand on my back and, and just kind of pat me on the shoulder the whole time talking mm-hmm. to me about everything. And it just was the kind of like, man, that makes me feel so much better um, that I was being touched uh, and kind of told with and words was, and touch that, was that it was probably, okay. That was probably her language. It, it may have her been. Her love language. That it may was have how been. But I just was, remember thinking, uh-huh. man, I feel better because my, my doctor's over here just giving me some pats, yeah. you know, whatever it was. And so, yeah, hold hands while driving, kiss, uh, give a hug. Uh, sexual intercourse is generally pretty important to people with touch, but not always. Make sure make sure that your touch is not just during sexual intercourse, that there is some non-sexual touching during the day. That is really, really important. And this communicates love more clearly than uh, uh, any other way to a person of touch. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody wrote that uh, uh, touchy people need about 10 touches a day. Um, and so if your love language, spouse's love language is touch, you probably need to be working on, all right, in the morning I need to give a touch and two or three times a day a touch. And, um, and then I read recently, I thought it was pretty good, your spouse whose love language is touch, them touching you does not count as that 10 things. They need you to touch them. So uh, just touch. That's a healthy thing. Yeah, yeah. You have to make the initiative to do that. So use, use nonverbal body language and touch to emphasize your love. Um, through hugs, kisses, holding hands, showing affection regularly, make intimacy a thoughtful priority. We're talking sexual intimacy here. Uh, things to avoid are physical neglect. I mean, don't go days without touching your your spouse. Um, Don't go long stints without sexual intimacy. Um, Don't receive affection coldly. If they are reaching out to touch you, don't, you know, don't brush them away. Don't, you know, don't. Yeah, um, that that would hurt for somebody that wants touch to be told, sorry, I don't have time to give you a hug or whatever it is. Absolutely. If If you haven't seen your spouse all day long, uh, it's a pretty good idea to come in and give them a kiss and maybe give them a hug. That's a healthy thing to yes. do. Yes, so a happy spouse is one that feels loved by their spouse. Take that love language test if you don't know what yours and your spouse's is uh, because it's it's just imperative that you speak each other's love language yeah. on a daily basis. And can we say if you still have children in your home, we didn't cover this. Right. But your children speak a love language. They do. And when you know what their love language is, you can communicate and make them feel very, very loved. We've had some of our four boys whose physical touch, some was quality time. Uh, One of them is praise. Yes. And when you give them what they need, man, do they ever feel loved. Good point. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. So what do do we got coming up? uh, We got Idabel, Oklahoma on uh, September the 10th. So we're going to be out there in Oklahoma on September the 10th. And uh, we're going to be up north, northeast, uh, in the New England area in October. And we're super yes, excited I'm about that. Very excited about that. Yep, that's going to be good. And that is it. We're done. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. And we're so honored that you join us Absolutely. Uh, every other week for the Stronger Marriage Podcast. Make sure that you, if you're listening on the website, uh, the actual website, Stronger Marriage Podcast, that's awesome. But you can also subscribe through 
iTunes, uh, if you use Google, Spotify, um, Pandora, any of those things, you can subscribe to our podcast through that. And then each week it's going to send you a notification uh, saying, hey, we've updated our podcast mm-hmm. and you can listen through there. So you don't miss anything. So you don't miss anything. Yeah. And if you're on iTunes, you can leave a, uh, a rating over there. And if you would leave us a good rating and maybe a comment, we'd appreciate it. That helps folks find our stuff. We're not about self-promotion. What we are about is promoting good healthy marriages and that message needs to get out and you help when you do things like that and just daily reminders are are good for us as well we need daily reminders of things like you know speak your spouse's love language and stuff so that's what listening to a podcast is all about that is right y'all have a blessed day bye-bye